Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 2020 winner of our trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with a help. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. We're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. And just trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. That's Archibald Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. What a stop made by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Initially hit the charts in 83 over in England, made it to uh, North America in the mid-1980s, 1985, Billy Idol. The guy had some infamous lines, one of which many of you probably have heard. Probably won't use it on the air today, but it always makes me chuckle. But there was this one in his book, Dancing With Myself, that always made me think, and it's this. You are going to be who you are. Might as well embrace it or forever be at the mercy of the human fears and trepidations of life that can devastate and drag us down. Accept who you are. There you go. This is Oilers now. That's what I got for you today. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers. I'm not sure that game last night was who the Edmonton Oilers are, but there's an old saying in sport. Never critique a win. Edmonton got it done. We got a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now coming up for you. It is brought to you by Digitex. Buyer lease, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We got a lot of show to get to today. Uh, we'll have a complete review of last night's game. Uh, here's some comments from Dave Tippett as well as a couple of the Oilers players. And the audio recap of the game as well with Jack Michaels, Oilers winning final score, 3-1. 
12.35 today from NHL Hockey on Rogers and Sportsnet Louis DeBrusque. 105 today for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Brian Burke, who is undoubtedly going to tell us he doesn't care that the Oilers went 0 for 7 on the power play against the uh, Canadians the other night. They shouldn't have had 7 power plays. There's too many calls, according to Berkey. 135, we'll uh, check in in Toronto, talk to Edmonton Oilers defenseman Tyson Berry. 145 today, George LaRock, Edmonton Sporting Icon, currently Montreal-based media personality. Of course, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063 Ashley Fine Floors they are currently renovating come see what's on sale now on 143rd Street 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com or on Twitter at Oilers now you can tweet me personally bob underscore stoffer back in the 630 Chad studios uh, Brendan Escott, special shout out to, uh, Mike and Anita Norris for dropping off, uh, uh, some Christmas gifts. I, Jacoby finally got in the building last night, uh, Brendan, to, uh, to swing by. So, uh, thank you for setting that aside for us for the, uh, last, uh, month or so. Much appreciated as we head into our top story for legacy heating and cooling with no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers needed to get it turned around. Uh, they dug down. Strong defensive two-way game as we head into our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Here's the audio recap of last night's game. In the crucible of the North Division, there is no time for any sort of slump. So the Edmonton Oilers, while having played just four games, that in and of itself, no big deal. But three losses in those four games, well, you don't want four games to beget a trend. The Edmonton Oilers are on the road for their first game away from home this season against the 3-1 and one Maple Leafs. Cahoon trying to cut in from the short side. It wasn't there. Kerfoot and then a puck was sent trickling home by Leon Dreisaitl. Yamamoto went in, forced a turnover back behind the goal. It squirted out in front, and the defenseman jammed one. Uh, the forward and backside support banked it in off of Jake Muzzin's skate. Yeah, I don't think it went in off of That's going to be Connor Yamamoto's goal. Cassian choked it off against Matthews, who snatched it back and scored. He beat Miko Koskinen short side, and it squeezes through the six-foot-seven goaltender to tie the game. Open Nugent Hopkins. Dishes off. McDavid back to him. Shot tip. Rebound. Score. Leon Dreisaitl pumps home a power play goal. That ends the streak and puts the Oilers back in front 2-1 to one with 10.48 to play. McDavid to Nugent Hopkins. Directs it on the net. Gets kicked back out and Dreisaitl had an open look. Austin Matthews on top of the puck at center ice. Gives it to Hyman and a big wow. hit. Marner heavy collision. And I'm trying to see who that was. Was that Pooley Arby? Yep. And they're not happy with Pooley Arby. Extra attacker on. Open net. Archibald shoots and scores from center. And Edmonton takes a 3-1 lead. So there you have it. The Oilers knock off the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-1. They improved to 2-3 and three on the season. As we're in the Oilers now, audio vault for direct workwear. Edmonton practice today. Dave Tippett had these thoughts after practice today. We'll get to some of the line combinations because that could be a storyline for tomorrow in a second. Uh, but Tippett had these comments on the Oilers' defensive performance last night against the Maple Leafs. 
You know what? All I heard all summer was all you guys talking about how we couldn't defend. And now I hear all I hear is you can't score. So that last that game last night, it was it was a tightly checked game. You had McDavid against Matthews all night. It was a tight checking game. There wasn't space for either team. So, yeah, well, we'd like to score more. Yeah, we'd like to score more. But the other team has a say in that, just like we had a say in Toronto not scoring. So you're always looking for things to improve. But it's it's almost funny to me how everybody talked all summer about Toronto and Edmonton have to defend better, and then Toronto and Edmonton actually defend well, and now they think it's a bad hockey game. So that uh, it just it just baffles me sometimes hearing what's going on. Well, for the record, I was not one of the ones as concerned. Uh, I was more concerned in the performance of the third and fourth lines and having better five-on-five play, concerned that the special teams couldn't match what they would do a year ago. Why, why would we think they could? That was the best combined special teams in 40 years. They needed to be better throughout the lineup, and the transition game from the back end needs to continue to improve. Today at practice, uh, we'll read to you a tweet from Jack Michaels with the top two lines expected to remain intact. My eyes and ears in Toronto tell me that the Oilers ran a few rushes with the alignment today. So obviously Nugent Hopkins remains with McDavid and Cassian today. And, uh, and then Cahoon with Drysaddle in Yamamoto. I know that uh, uh, Darcy McLeod, a.k.a. Wood Guy, to many of you, uh, pointed out uh, the very uh, sterling 5v5 numbers from Drysaddle, Yamamoto, and Cahoon to date. And, uh, man, right now, uh, it's got to be stated, Kyler Yamamoto is no worse than the Oilers' third best forward. Like, he's become a critical part of the team. Here's what the rest of the lines look like. Turris with Ennis and Pulley-Yarvey. Shore with Neal and Archibald. Kara with Nygaard and Chason. All right. So, so far, Shore and Nygaard and Kara are the three forwards that have cleared waivers that could be moved to uh, the taxi squad. Kara's already on the taxi squad. Shore and Nygaard are two of the forwards that played last night that could be moved to the taxi squad if the orders were indeed to get James Neal in the lineup. The fact that Neal is playing with Shore and Archibald, to me, that looks like a line. Like, there's no way Shore is coming out. Here's Dave Tippett's comments on James Neal's potential deployment for tomorrow against Toronto. Uh, he's a possibility for tomorrow. He's put some good work in, so we'll... Uh... We wanted to get him through a full team practice here. He's been he's been skating hard, but this is our first full team practice in about ten days. So we wanted to see him get him through a practice, and we'll uh, see where he is in the morning and whether he can be an option for us. Based on what we again what we saw today, uh, top two lines stay the same. Turris with Innocent Pulleyarvi, uh, Shore who was very strong last night in combination uh, with Archibald. They went head to head against the Tavares line. Neil would be on the left line there. Uh, that would put Chase on um, out of the mix. He'd be the thirteenth forward. He'd remain on the active roster. Uh, Nygaard, who's already cleared waivers, could easily be moved back to the taxi squad as the orders would have to activate James Neal. And if they did that, uh, they, if they moved Nygaard back to the taxi squad, that would result in Edmonton uh, having to put somebody down in the minors like Alan Quine, theoretically, uh, as an example. And we know this because they didn't put anybody on waivers today at 10 o'clock. Of course, they still have two defensemen, Lagason, as well as Jones, on the um, active roster as well. Let's get to Devin Shore. 
He's been good, no question about it. He had these comments today after practice on seizing his opportunity with the Edmonton Oilers. It's exciting. It's a great organization, and uh, and the guys have been awesome uh, right away. There's a really good group of guys in that locker room. So from an individual uh, standpoint, it, it makes things a lot easier to come in and, and feel comfortable and, and feel confident that, that you can help the team. So uh, I, I definitely appreciate that. And, and uh, yeah, it's it, there's a long way to go, but it, it's, a fun, uh, it's a fun group to compete with each night. He said uh, to Devin Shore last night that the Oilers executed a quality road game. We, we had a game plan. Um, even though there's no fans in the building, there's there's a bit of a road mentality still. Um, and and we wanted to sharpen up defensively and limit their chances. We They have uh, some incredible talent over there. Um, and so you, you got to hunker down defensively. And then if, if you play the right way, the, the time and space will open up offensively. Um, so you got to make sure you're, you're focusing on on uh, the simple things and, and playing the right way. And, and if you do that, just everything kind of happens to, to fall into place if, if you're executing. So Devin Shore had a window here, right? Like uh, with Gaetan Haas and James Neal basically at one time being on the COVID protocol list, uh, he had a window in between the time that Kara got pulled out of the lineup and Shore got moved into the middle. He's made the most of it. He's clearly ahead of Jujar Kara right now. He can play multiple positions. I know that the believers of his, which would include a guy like Ken Hitchcock, would tell you that he can move up and down, he can play wing, but he's most of all smart and he's competitive, and you can trust him to be in the right spots on the ice. Um, he ain't coming out. So it's going to be, if Neil goes in, it's going to be, uh, it, you know, it's going to be, if Neil and Ennis come in, it's going to be at the expense of Nygaard and Chase on, and then the Oilers would move Archibald over to the right side from uh, uh, the left side where he's been playing. And again, I, I did think uh, that there were some good moments last night from Archibald, um, Shore, and Chase on. In fairness, they actually were really the third line. Uh, Tourists was uh, again a little bit quiet. Speaking of Josh Archibald, he said boring hockey won them the game last night. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think you got to play a boring game every once in a while to get things going again. Uh, you know, we gave up a few goals early on, and I think that was something we wanted to do last night was uh, shut them down offensively, and, you know, the offensive zone took care of itself. So I thought we did a good job. One more thing, just circling back to Devin Short. Just file this one, one away for your memory banks. And, again, Haas is going to get an opportunity. At some point, the owners are going to activate Haas as well. Okay. Uh, Devin Short is pretty good on shootouts. Just keep that. Sometimes, you know, remember Matt Hendricks? What was that move that he used to do? Was it called the Paralyzer? Uh, Shore's got a couple pretty unique moves that tend to freeze the Guardians as well. So Edmonton looking to find a happy medium uh, between offense and defense, according to Archibald. That's a building experience for us. Uh, you know, like I said, we, we gave up a lot early on, and that was something we wanted to do is get back to our identity of keeping teams, you know, low shots. Obviously, it's not going to be like that, like you said, but uh, it's something to build towards and to keep going. There you go. Yamamoto was terrific again in last night's game, needs to be stated. Uh, Austin Matthews was good for Toronto. The, first, uh, the only Leafs goal, really. I mean, Cassian lost the puck battle in the corner badly to Austin Matthews, didn't protect it on the left side boards, and then Koskinen would be the first to tell you. I mean, that's you, you can't give up a goal from there, but that said, Koskinen outperformed Freddie Anderson. The Oilers, it's got to be stated, they got a couple more breaks last night than Toronto did as well. I thought Cuckoo in particular, this guy's turned out to be a terrific signing at 850000 
six foot two defenseman. He's got some length to him. He gets in front of pucks. He's gone through the trials and tribulations of a developmental defenseman, and he may have found himself a niche, maybe along the lines of a number of years ago, like a steady Steve Stales did back in the day as well. So, um, Oilers go at it again against the Maple Leafs. Edmonton still obviously just has Koskinen. They're going to have to ride him here for at least another uh, couple weeks. And uh, he was uh, certainly good enough last night. And sometimes you have to win that way. It's not pretty. I, I, you know, i got to tell you, Brendan, just circling back to something that Dave Tippett said. I don't think everybody in Edmonton was clamoring for the Oilers to play better defense. Like I, 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 I know that the text that we got to the show, the greater concerns was third and fourth line support, five v five, and the belief that the team wasn't going to be able to replicate what it did on special teams. So they're going to have to, tra- you know, have a better transition game from the back end. And I still think we have to see Bouchard at some point. Just like, I mean, we started beating the drum late October, early November for Yamamoto last year. And even took some shots from other media people in town for it. And then Yamamoto got recalled. And since December 31st of last year in 32 games, Yamamoto has 30 points and is plus 21. And is an absolute driver with Dreisaitl on a line that 5v5 through the first five games has put up ridiculous points per 60. Like, that's a good line. So, I, I, but I, 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 Brendan, I don't know about you. I, I don't think people were... I mean, there were a couple guys going on, oh, they will never win until they learn how to play better defense. It, it, it wasn't, you know. <laughs> I, I, I hear what you're saying, you know, the, and the typical, you know, the Darnell Nurse detractors, uh, those were where those comments were coming from. I, I would tend to agree, and then maybe maybe a bit of a recency bias there just with how the first four games had gone, you know, giving up uh, five goals twice over in the first four games on home ice. Maybe that's why Tippett was feeling the way he was feeling. Um, but, you know, bottom line is, you know, a balanced game is, is what Archibald was talking about there. You're not going to win against teams by registering 11 shots through the first 40 minutes of a hockey game. It's not going to happen. And realistically, nor should that be the trend for a team with this offensive talent on the top two lines. No, absolutely. And uh, we saw, I mean, Shore obviously has, I mean, we didn't, the guy came in on a PTO and he's he's helped out at least over the last couple. He looks like he is an NHL player. I mean, he's had 30 points in his career a couple times, and he's moved up and down and around the lineup, so he can help you a little bit. I mean, again, I'm going to circle back to the game in Detroit in late October of uh, 2019. I know that's a long time ago for many of you, but McDavid was playing with Dreisaitl and Cassian, and that was the only time Edmonton had a chance in that game against Detroit. And Detroit had a bad team. And the Oilers' bottom six wasn't good enough. And the players that they had were 16, 17, 18 players, uh, 18 depth players at the NHL level for forwards. They have a little bit more depth right now. We haven't had a chance to see it all. I do think Nygaard can actually, because he can skate, I think he can play at least in the league as a top 12, 13 overall forward. I feel bad that he might have to be the guy that comes out here. I'm intrigued to see what Neil does. Uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see what Haas does once he gets cleared and he's fully up and running as well. They'll have more options, but they got to have more puck possession and spe- spend less time in their own end defensively with their third and fourth. You can't have one, the third-line center go minus 20 and the fourth-line center go minus 19, five on five. 
or you'll have no chance to win. Not unless your power play is clicking at like 35%. It's the only way to offset it. So, you know, I think if you got the puck more, if you're tilting the ice a bit more, and then the other thing to me that tilts the ice, yes, you need a guy that can, in theory, be a bit of a cycle stopper on the D. The Oilers had a pairing like that last night between Cuckoo and Larson. Be honest, got to get the puck up the ice. Because, you see, if you get the puck up the ice, then you're not having to defend as much. Uh, which is why I'm as intrigued as I am by a guy like Bouchard and what he could do. I'll tell you a little story just before we go to NHL today. The man who represented Wayne Gretzky early in his career was Gus Badali. Okay? He had a prospect, unnamed, uh, no-name defenseman that was looking for an opportunity to play in the NHL. And not a lot of people knew a lot about this guy. Okay, And so Gus Bedali called up Glenn Sather and said, I think you should take a chance on my player. Okay, the, He said, I, I know he's not the biggest guy. He's like a six-foot guy, 200 pounds. He's not huge. He's a left shot. He can move the puck on the back end. He had a good uh, 20-year-old season in, the OA, in, in what was then the OHA. Well, that guy ended up playing 1,000 games in the NHL and won five Stanley Cups with the Edmonton Oilers and had one, two, three, four, five, six seasons of 40 or more points in the back end. That guy was Charlie Huddy. And, you know, Glenn Sather trusted Gus Bedali, who represented the team's best player, Wayne Gretzky, and away we went. So just just file that one away. Anyhow, it is twelve uh, twenty-seven. We have one minute to get to NHL today. It is brought to you daily by Edmonton's own Elite Promotional Marketing, and we will remind you that at Elite Promotional Marketing, they wish you and yours all the best here in twenty twenty-one. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back at the six thirty Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. Pair of games in the North Division tonight. Ottawa is playing host again to Winnipeg and Vancouver, trying to take both games of its back-to-back against Montreal on home ice. Washington Capitals, ay ay ay, find $100,000 for violating COVID protocols by having team members gathered in a hotel room not wearing masks. Both of those are infractions of the protocol. It was Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Dmitry Orlov, and Ilya Samsonov. Cannot confirm there was a bottle of vodka in there, uh, but, you know, all the Russians are, uh, they're all now on the COVID list, by the way, and sidelined until further notice. So that's a big whoopsie. And then the Chicago Blackhawks placing Brandon Peary on the waiver wire this morning while Washington, in a subsequent move after losing their starting goaltender, recalled uh, Craig Anderson from the taxi squad, Bob. All right, there you go. Uh, it is currently 1228 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Louis DeBrus. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.